Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the Bullpen Cart presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Greg the Prophet Piatelli and I go through MLB Week 11, the hot and cold teams, the top players of the week, a little Phillies talk where Greg issues an apology to Phillies fans. I apologize to Odubel Herrera. A little Red Sox talk, stadium snacks, a lot of bleacher creatures. It was a lot of fun to record. Would love to hear your thoughts. Shoot us a DM on Twitter. ThunderBLG is where you can find us there. Thunderblogsports.com is where you can find all of our great blog posts. Thunderblogsports on Instagram. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe on iTunes under the bullpen cart. But enjoy this week's episode. Again, a lot of fun to record. Would love to hear your thoughts. Any questions, comments, concern. But thanks again and enjoy. And we are live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bullpen Cart Podcast. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me is my man, all the way up from Boston, Greggy P. What's up, buddy? Jordy, a little offended by the injustice that was done to Rob Gronkowski by the NFL players and their top 100 list. Uh, getting real nervous that uh, Brady is not going to be number one and a a quarterback from Philly to be named later will be chosen number one. But Hey, uh, I mean, he got rated below a guy that hasn't played in the NFL in a year and a half and a guy that wears a walking boot half the season, and I forget who the third guy was, in Madden. So, you know, we can all feel bad there. And, I mean, the Eagles were still only four points better than the Patriots in this virtual game that, really dictates how the teams are going to do on the field. So you can really feel bad there, Greg. The top 100 is not the players list? No, no, I, I was making fun of the Madden list and how oh, everybody's yeah. freaking out about it. Uh, Way yeah. to uh, make me explain the joke. <laughs> well, listen, normally I get lost when I listen to these pods anyway, so I'm glad that you're explaining it for someone out there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Gronkowski got ranked 15th, I should have said. A uh, little, little bullshit, but uh, other than that, Jordy, life's great. Yeah. Um, finally, it's finally uh summer. Like it was the first weekend last weekend in Philadelphia that in like two months that hadn't had rain on one of the days. I mean, that's <laughs> pretty shitty. That's pretty shitty is right. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, my golf game, your week of baseball. How would you say it went? Uh, I'm pretty happy about it. We're going to get to the Phillies in a little bit. Uh, no, I'm just and, talking about the fact that you went to like three games this past week. I only went to one. I oh. went to uh, I went to the Phillies game on Monday night. It was Game of Thrones night, which was who pretty did, cool. Whom did they play? They played the St. Louis Cardinals, who they just finished up their series with this afternoon. We're recording this Wednesday evening. Uh, so, you know, I saw a real, uh, a real thriller in the Citizens Bank Villa. That was a terrible rhyme, but uh, yeah, the the Phillies. We'll get to the Phillies bullpen and their their issues, but uh, that's the big hint is that's been a big part of uh, what's been going on, especially in that series against the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, the Game of Thrones thing was pretty cool, though. Some of the guys should talk to the PR people uh, because they looked pretty atrocious. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it looked it was pretty cool. I even tagged uh, a non uh, Thunderblog. Uh, listener to the post on Instagram. Um, Ooh, listener, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if you get notifications about the Instagram, but I did tag a uh, 
a Phillies fan. Uh, also, also That's what you should be doing. I mean, Just grow the brand, Greg. Grow the brand. Anything for you, Jordy. For us, for all of us, the Thunder bloggers, the Thunder crew. Yeah. So the NFL thing is, I know it's a different pod for a different uh, different month, I guess, since you know <laughs> we're only in June. But I mean, a lot. Yeah, a lot of things can change in two and a half months. A little, a uh, little upset by Rob Gronkowski's uh, chosen position based on uh, his peers. Yeah. But, uh, Jordy, let me ask you a question. Fire away. The steam engine that is the Houston Astros. Yeah. Automatic hot team of the week. <laughs> I mean, they were going to be my hot team of the week. So, yeah, uh, we, I mean, let's just decide now. There's, there's no other team to really pick. They're technically, I guess, the Yankees are ahead of them in record, but you can't, you can't discredit what the Astros were able to do over the last, you know, week and a half, two weeks, basically. Yeah, um, technically the Red Sox have a better record than them. Um, I think is what you meant to say. Yeah, both do. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> However, yeah, they're they're half a game up. I mean, the Yankees just have, we talked about last week. The Yankees have been rained out too much. They've just played fewer games. Yeah, I mean, however, th- this Astros team, a team that's has scored 157 more runs than they've uh, let up, just more so. It's, it's how good their their pitching their pitching has been. Um, granted, you know, they beat, they swept the four game sweep of the Rangers, three game sweep of the athletics and the three games or four, three game sweep, sweep of the Royals, three teams that are bottom of the, their respective divisions. Um, so <clears throat> with the exception, yeah. So the competition wasn't exactly great, but still, uh, they won, I think it's, what was that? 11 games in a row before they lost to the Rays. Uh, uh, I think it was 12, 12 games um, before they lost. I would just say, so I'd yeah. counter though. You know, I know they split there with the Red Sox right before that series started, but I mean, if they're this team that was shit pumping everybody last year, shouldn't they shit pump the bottom of the barrel? You you're know? right. Why shouldn't they be winning 12 games in a row? <laughs> you're not wrong. And uh, you're not wrong. I mean, if we're being honest, the Red Sox uh, lost, I think, uh, four out of six to the Oakland Athletics this year and will no. never play them again. So um, you're right. You're right. They beat up They beat up on the teams they should beat, and that's recipe for uh, for winning and getting yourself prime position and caught back up to the Red Sox, who, as we all know, uh, was and still is the best team uh, record-wise in baseball. So. Yeah. So, I mean, but like you said, they're they first in runs, they're first in batting average, second in on-base percentage, third in slugging. I mean, these guys, Greg, they are hitting the absolute cover off the ball. You got George Springer, Carlos Correa, and Evan Gaddis all in double digits with home runs. You have all four of them in north of 40 in terms of ribbies. You have Jose Altuve, who's just continuing to tear the cover off the ball batting average-wise. Getting up there to 341 now is his batting average. Uh, he's already over 100 hits for the season, so I think 200's a lock for him. Uh, and he's almost at 20 doubles. So, I mean, they're just going to continue to do this and continue to keep plugging along like the Houston Astros we saw last year. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, uh, Verlander's off to the best start of his career, um, HGH. Uh, but, you oh. know, whoa, no accusing. Um, I mean, Garrett Cole, you know, equally up there. 
uh, eight wins, 12 quality starts, um, over 100 pitch, 100 innings pitched, and 138 strikeouts in that time. Is uh, do you want to hear something good. nuts, Greg? Uh, sure. Their pitching staff's opponent's batting average is 209. Wow. That's an entire team. They're it's the Mendoza. They're nine points above the Mendoza line. Teams batting against Houston are nine points above the Mendoza line. Obviously, twenty six times teams have been able to do better than that. Uh, hence what is the Mendoza? Twenty six losses. For those who don't know and are listening, what is the Mendoza line? The Mendoza line is is two hundred. I forget Mendoza's first name, but he uh, is notoriously a terrible hitter. So two hundred is really the the. The bare minimum that you want to see out of somebody, obviously somewhere in the you know 240 range is, is still something that you'd want to see to improvement. But uh, if you're below 200, that's considered to be a, a you know pretty bad hitter. Uh, so the fact that they're able to, to hold their opponents just below this number is crazy. It's nuts. So someone like Jackie Bradley Jr., who starts for the best team in baseball, the Boston Red Sox, who's batting 182. Is... Not good. <laughs> Not good. Not good. You know, I mean, his team's doing well, so his war is probably very negative, but not good. Not good. Uh, yeah, not good. So, but, I mean, what this is, I feel like Houston's going to be a team that is a regular occurrence for us on on, on the hot team of the week, and, and they obviously had their run last year. Uh, I wonder if this is the makings of their run this year or if, uh, you know, they're going to have another one late in the season, which – they certainly are primed to do, um, but yeah, you know, it teams playing well away from their home park as well as at their home park, and and you know what can you say that can't be said? 157 runs more scored 157 runs more than they've let up. Uh, that's that's unprecedented, unheard of. So the next closest team would be the Red Sox at 104, obviously, because uh, Red Sox are a beast, but. Yeah, neither here nor there. We also have David Price and a knuckleballer. So, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, Jordy, switching gears 100%, uh, National League, hot team of the week. Who do you got? Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves. Who? Ooh. Did I snag that from you? No, please go ahead. Yeah, the Atlanta Braves, who are just plugging away in that National League East, uh, they are doing incredibly well. Uh, most recently, a J.A. Happ pitch against his former team, another win against a former team for Happ against the Blue Jays. He pitched eight and a third innings. Uh, it was his fifth straight decision, uh, win, or winning decision, excuse me. Uh, but Atlanta, you know, similarly that we were just talking about with uh, Houston, they haven't had the toughest schedule. They just split two with the Blue Jays. I believe their third game is – or no, they wouldn't have because it's in Toronto. Um, uh I was going to say get rescheduled, but they took three of four from San Diego, a two game sweep of the dot of the uh, Mets lost two or three to the Dodgers and then lost two or three out in San Diego. But we talked about them taking three or four to Washington. So they've done it against good teams. Uh, and, and just like with Houston, they're, they're doing exactly what they need to uh, with their schedule when they need to, because Washington and them during that series, a couple weeks ago, were trading the NL East lead. The Washington nationals have cooled off a bit. Uh, the Phillies really cooled off. We talked about that last week. So now they have a three-game lead on the division. But, I mean, for those that thought the Atlanta Braves were, you know, the April dandies, the beginning of the season fluke, like we 
sometimes you've seen the Brewers maybe 10 years ago when they were or 10 years ago, they're actually good. But in the midst of their, uh, their one team that I can think of, the, the Reds were always a team in the, over the last couple of years that would come out hot and then go ice cold. Um, for those that thought that were, that, that was going to happen, that is certainly not going to. They're 40 and 30. They have one of the better hitting uh, hitting lineups in the National League. They still lead it in runs scored, and their pitching staff has been outstanding. Um, they do not lead the run differential column. Uh, the Chicago Cubs own that, but Atlanta's been pretty damn good, both at home and on the road. Yeah, no, I certainly agree. And, and um, Atlanta certainly putting distance in an in a NL East or trying to put distance in an NL East that um, just won't quit on them, if you will. Um, I think the most surprising thing has been how well their offense and the rookies have done. And, you know, there's that rookie wall that's always looming out there, and you wonder if or when it, that happens. Um, you know, we saw Judge and Benintendi go through it last year, and, and the two of them really really hit the wall hard. But, um, you know, they still have other players besides the rookies who are hitting well, so, you know, that'll certainly help them in the long run. Um, Jordy, my hot team, yep. I would have said the Phillies, but we obviously spend uh, in an absurd amount of time. Nope, sorry, the perfect amount of time. <laughs> well, we talk about the Red Sox for a while, too. We spend, I'm just kidding. We spend the perfect amount of time on the Phillies every week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, going <laughs> to refrain from going from them. Um, and I'm going to hop out to the NL West and the Dodgers, a team that a couple weeks ago you and I had as sort of a cold team. Uh, team we're ready to we're ready to ship them off. Uh, we, I mean, I think I did mentally. I think I wrote them off out of the out of the season completely. Um, you know, above 500 now, four games up, game and a half back in the Diamondbacks, who are looking to looking like they're going to regain their form from last year. Um, and I think the most impressive part about the Dodgers, yeah, they're going to lose right now to the Cubs and um, probably lose two out of three. But, you know. Yeah, that, most, that already went official. I just did. Yeah, so the most impressive part, you know, they beat up on the Braves we were just talking about, beat the Rangers, beat the Giants. Um, so they, they can put the ball over the place. And someone who's starting to get hot for them, certainly uh, uh, as of late, uh, who they need uh I mean, he's kind of been there all year, Matt Kemp. But Cody Bellinger is starting to put things together. He's still batting 231, but as of recent, he's done pretty well for them. Um, and, you know, he's – last seven days, he's uh, – sorry. Completely wrong. <laughs> last seven days, he's done terribly for them. He needs to do better for them is what I was trying to say. Um <laughs> On your point, though, the Dodgers, just like they could last year, and the the Astros have been able to do this as somewhat the Braves, but the Dodgers have do this plug and play and how they can basically mix up their lineup, and it's worked so well for them, even through a number of injuries that they've had. Um, you know, with guys like they throw Chase Utley in there every once in a while. Who the Dodgers got him a Father's Day present? Did you see that? What was it? We'll get to that at Bleacher Creatures. Little uh, little taste there, but with Either. Chase Utley, Austin Barnes, I mean Yasiel Puig, I mean these guys, they don't even technically qualify for the batting title because they haven't played, they haven't gotten enough abs, but they get into games, they step up when they need to. They have Greg 
five guys in double digits for ribbies. They have, let's count them up, one, two, three, four guys above 30, and Jock Peterson's about to join him at 29. Uh, I mean, and Chris Taylor and Yasiel Puig are, are getting up there as well, although Chris Taylor got removed from their game today with a, as a precautionary reason for a sore hamstring. But, I mean, the, they're getting offense from where they need to, and that plug-and-play certainly uh, you know helps out for that. Yeah, I mean, is there anyone a bigger scumbag in the game than Chase Utley? Um, I mean, New York Mets fans certainly don't think so. <laughs> uh, by the way, the video that I was referencing last week on my Bleacher Creature was following the Chase Utley slide, and they tried to hit him. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was yeah, it was at the beginning of of uh, 2016. Right. Um. Anyway, yeah, no. So that's my hot team of the week, and like you said, um getting RBIs from all over the place. And they only have four guys who technically uh, qualify for that batting title, um, which is crazy. Nuts. About it. Um, but a lot of guys, double figures, like you said, RBIs and, and home runs. So certainly going to get the pop and they're going to heat up at the right time, I think in the summer. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they can snag a wild card or if they have to win the West to do so. Um you know, I think the NL Central is playing too well right now for teams to, and the NL East playing too well right now for teams to to have these low spells. So they got to turn around and definitely, uh, definitely pick it up if they want to sneak in a wild card or, or win their division. I agree. Do you want to move to cold teams? Normally, normally, I 100. percent Let's move to a cold team, Jordy. Who do you got? All right, so I'm going to start. I have, and we picked them in the last couple of weeks. But I'm going to go with the Colorado Rockies. Uh, they have not been very good as of the last couple weeks. Uh, entering their series with the Phillies last week, they had lost four in a row. They lost a fifth on Monday night uh, and still have not really bounced back after uh, smacking the Phillies around last uh, or last Wednesday, excuse me, seven to two while we were recording this podcast. They went down to Dallas after losing to the Phillies nine three and they lost to a three there and they just lost a, tw- they have, or splitting a series with the Mets. Um, their pitching staff is really blowing up. We've we've thought that that could happen. That's been a precautionary tale that we've been telling about the Rockies, and they've let up the most runs in the National League, uh, close to the most in the majors, but there are a couple teams in the American League that have let up nearly, if not more than 400 runs. The Rockies sit at 389, but their run differentials minus 52, so you can't really expect a ton from them. They're really getting their, their uh, shit pushed in at home. They're 12 and 20. So that's one thing where you could immediately improve. I mean, when you're three and seven in your last 10, you can see why you're now five games under 500 when you were touching the top of your division, you know, about a month ago. Yeah. And as just mentioned, that West is uh, with the Diamondbacks and Dodgers certainly starting to heat up that West. Uh, you need two degrees, San Francisco. Yeah. You need, you need to win games. Yeah, to agree to San Francisco, but you need to win games in order to, uh, obviously, to, to keep up. But yeah, um, good. we talked about this. I mean, we did talk about this a couple times about how terrible the record is at home. You would think, you know, they would have the advantage there, but clearly uh, we're mistaken. So, yeah. Um, great cold team of the week, Jordy. I'm going to go with the team that's not at the bottom of the barrel. I'm going to go with the Washington Nationals, who have let your Atlanta Braves hot team of the week sort of take control of the National League East. Um, you know, especially also because they lost two out of three to the Yankees, which really fucking pissed me off. Um, 
Did and you see that the- technically on Monday night, speaking of the Nationals and the Yankees game, that that was a makeup game? It was the, or it was the finishing up of a game that was started on May fifteenth, right. which was five days before Juan Soto's debut. Really? Yeah. So Juan Soto goes into this game that was played on Monday Monday afternoon, uh, uh, which the Nationals won. It's the only game they won, and Juan Soto hits a home run. I think he causes the winning runs. So he hits a home run technically in a game that was played five days before his debut. So does it count? It counts. As, it, all the stats count for him. And if you go and look through like box scores and everything, it technically will show his season-long batting average is 500 because he went one for two. Um, but it does not count as his first major league home run because he it technically was hit on June 18th. So I wonder if that – you know how like um... – you know, Chris Bryant got called up X amount of days into the season, and in yeah. the and the Atlanta Braves young guy. I wonder if this is the same sort of scenario where it fucks him up that way. It might. I don't know. That's actually a really good question. It might. It will count as one day of service, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Uh, it's a good good thing to look into. If anybody does know that, feel free to shoot us a DM and, and correct us. But back to the Nationals, though, yeah, uh, so, or staying on the Nationals, and then they I got- mean they have. And they then have they a couple got, guys. And then they got swept by the Blue Jays. And, and I mean, I've talked about it numerous times in this podcast. When anyone going on the road to, to Toronto, especially the Red Sox and Yankees, never a good thing. So, um, yeah, they're playing the Orioles now, which couldn't come at a better time. So, hopefully they beat up in the Orioles and start to regain their footing. But they, they definitely are my cold team of the week, um, simply because they're just not playing well. No, they're not. And and just uh, you know, a couple weird vibes on them. They they also just traded for Kelvin Herrera uh for a couple young couple young studs to send over. But uh so they they really added their bullpen there, so that should help them out, but I mean their offense has been okay in the last week, but it's not from you know the guys that you that you really want to see it out of and and they're just not totally capitalizing on it. They're part of it. So their their pitching staff setting up a lot of runs. For instance, they lost, they won today nine, seven. So they're letting up seven runs. They lost eight, six the other night to Toronto. Uh, they couldn't even score the game before that lost two nothing six, five. Uh, they won five, four against the Yankees. So, you know, I mean, if your pitching staff's not doing that well, especially against a team like Baltimore, it's tough, but how about this? So that, at the Yankees, those were a continuation of the game and then a makeup game for a series they were supposed to play there. And then they go to Toronto for a regularly scheduled series, and then they play another makeup game against the Yankees and now play at home and now host the Blue Jays or the, the Orioles for a two-game series today and tomorrow before hosting the Phillies this weekend. How nuts of a, of a schedule is that? Yeah, I mean, and it kind of screwed – well, we all heard Brett Boone's little brother – uh complain about it but that that whole series versus the Yankees got rained out all three or two games whatever it was so um you know they definitely definitely stinks so you don't have the day off when you thought you would but I guess you got it earlier so you can't really complain right (laughs) but I mean a team that you know is unsure like you know like you said, they they need to be in a win-all-now mentality, especially with the uncertainty of Bryce and all their pitchers um, coming up uh, this offseason and next and the one after that. So it's sort of now or never, if you will, uh, to a degree, unless they 
do something. So, I mean, maybe they go out and get a guy like Machado. Maybe they, they mortgage everything for the future and, um, or for now rather. Um, but something to look out for, something to keep an eye on the Washington Nationals cold team of the week. Uh, there's no league. bad blood on the Beltway rivalry. Would you say, yeah, no, but I mean, no, I, I mean, do you call it a rivalry? I mean, I don't know. They, they were calling it that when uh, the game was supposed to start. You know, it showed yeah. Beltway or Beltway Brawl or something stupid like that. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, it's like, uh, let's see. I, I'm more than just fucking with you. That <laughs> I'm trying to think of something comparable, but it, I mean, does it really a rivalry? Like uh, the Mets and Yankees, neither one of them are ever good at the same time. So does it mean? Well, the Subway know. Series. But just to, to <laughs> one last point on the on uh, Bryce Harper and the Nationals to kind of put it all to bed. Bryce Harper in the last seven days is two for 24 with one RBI. That's 0.83 for a batting average. Damn. By the way, way to, pod, way to, way to keep talking through the phone call. No, you know. That was, uh, that was the ultimate professionalism. Yeah, you know, it happens, man. You know, uh, I know I know how to keep the keep the needle moving. I mean that's awesome to say you're a prime time player is is impressive. Yeah, ready for prime time, man. <laughs> Let's go to the American League though. Cold team there. Who you got? Um, I mean, I really wanted to say the Orioles, but we always pick teams that are last. Um, and I mean, hard pick a team that was in second place. So I mean, you could pick a last place team. I'm not going to be upset. Yeah, not hard not to. But no, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Jordy, uh, which Anaheim? Yeah. Are you going to say it? Uh, yeah, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of California of America, which America, North America. Yeah, that, that, those, that team. Uh, last week, they were our hot team of the week, and this team, uh, cold team. No, no, two weeks ago, they were or no, they were a hot team last week. Yeah, it's gone all over the place. Matt picked them as a cold team two weeks ago, despite being on a six-game winning streak. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, then we reaffirmed them as the cold team of the week last week, and they continue to be cold now. Yeah, so the three uh, straight weeks is a cold team by the Thunderblog boys. Not a good look. Not not good. Not good. Um, you know, granted, they lose whatever, but um, Mike Trout certainly has been playing well. Um, what yeah, I was going to save him for uh, top players, but if we want to talk about his, no, 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 not at all. I was just going to say, you know, outside of him, though. Especially the last seven days, the team has uh, not really performed uh, too great, and and you know ran into the Diamondbacks, ended up putting good good amount of runs on them, but lost two out of three of the Athletics, and obviously swept by the Mariners, which we talked about a little bit. So that team that needs to win, especially with Houston getting hot at the right time, and Seattle doesn't look like they're going away anytime soon. So if Los Angeles, uh, like your pick, you predicted them to uh, be a wild card team, if that's going to happen, they need to seriously turn things around uh, in order to make you look like you uh, you know what you're talking about. You're absolutely right. I mean, they you just mentioned that they get swept by the Seattle Mariners who have hopscotched their way up into second place. Splitting two or three with the D-backs is, you know, it's I guess to be expected when I'd say Arizona is a better team. Um, but that's at home and, and maybe you should get that. But uh, looking forward at their schedule, they have a four-game series at home with Toronto. Uh, starting tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night, and then they'll have a makeup game in Kansas City before going out to your Boston Red Sox. Uh, one of those games on ESPN, not a big deal. But yeah, I mean, so they could turn some of this around. They have, you know, 
more tough opponents coming up. But uh, yeah, I mean, Sands, Mike Trout, the the Angels really need to figure figure some of their stuff out. They've had a lot of injuries, which kind of stinks for them. Really uh, unlucky at that point. I know uh, a few guys have have dropped like flops, but you know you need you need some people to pick it up surrounding Mike Trout, and this has kind of been the story of their team, you know, and and their pitching staff is is starting to lose players as well, and um, you know you just you really gotta you know start getting things going. They they've only scored three hundred and thirty seven runs, and. Um, you know, that that's better than a number of teams in the league, but letting up 309 in terms of hits, uh, you know, that's a plus 28 winning or plus 28 win differential. So they should be a little better than they are at, you know, four games above 500. But, um, you know, you, you almost want to think they're, that home record that's starting to get back to 500 slowly but surely that they can start to try to figure it out. Um, you know, the away record's still solid, but yeah, they've had that all those losing series that, you know, it's tough to, especially with how Seattle's been doing since getting, you know, Denard Span and Cologne a couple weeks ago. It's, it'll be interesting to see how the angels go from there. Yeah, I know. And, and, you know, you were mentioning the three, three Oh nine runs against and the plus 28 uh, run differential. Um, you know, they've scored 28 more runs than they've let up. You would figure that that would be a team that, uh, not only would be above 500, but a pretty good amount above 500 as well as in a race. But when you're in a division with the Astros and like you mentioned, the Mariners who are not going away and only got better with the, with the Denard span uh, trade is, I mean, the angels are desperate. I think, I think they might be a team. I mean, they've been sort of caught in this limbo. Um, it's either, you know, with they invest all this money in Otani, it may be, and he's not look, sound like he's not going to be ready for a couple of years. It may be, yeah. like, throw everything away now and build up for two years from now. And maybe, maybe they, maybe they're sellers of the deadline. Maybe they get rid of uh, Pujols and everyone else and just leave Trout and, and Shohei and, and not for nothing, Jordy, but if Trout wins the MVP again on a team that doesn't make the fucking playoffs like two years ago when Mookie Betts, who should have won and Trout won on a team that was below 500. Uh, if that, if that doesn't have, if that happens again, I'm not going to be happy. So you might want to tell, uh, just tell whoever you know in the MLB that, Greg Piatelli will not be happy. I will tell. I'll tell them they issue a formal formal protest. I was <laughs> yeah. uh, Jordy, who do you got for your cold team of the week? Yeah, so mine that I'm going to go with. Uh, let me get. Give me a second to get back to it. But I am going to go with the aforementioned Baltimore Orioles, who just have been stinking up the place. They've won one of their last nine games. Uh, there's a number of teams that are just going into that midseason skid and really getting themselves out of it. But Baltimore is the worst of the worst. They have a minus 115 run differential that's only worse to the Kansas City Royals, whose pitching staff is so terrible, they've let up more than 400 runs. But the Baltimore Orioles have only scored 255 runs. Nine of them or seven of them, rather, happened today. Ten of them happened yesterday at home against the Marlins. Wow. It's nuts. These guys can't do shit. They had themselves, Greg, a nine-game losing streak that that 10-4 win against the Marlins saved. I mean, it's nuts. Manny Machado, wherever he goes, is going somewhere. Dylan Bundy is still looking pretty strong. And... Worst of all, 
You want to know what they fucking did with Chris Davis? Do you see this? No. A bar near the stadium, from my understanding. Uh, I've been to Baltimore once, so I don't know it too well. But they are giving out free shots every time that guy gets a fucking hit. <laughs> yeah. I have to, there were too many bleacher creatures I found this week, so I'm going to try to sprinkle them in throughout the podcast. Um, he's got he's got a batting average worse than Jackie Bradley Jr. Yeah, yeah. Chris Davis, for those that don't know, was for a long time the uh, slugging king of the Baltimore Orioles. I have a Crash Davis bobblehead from the one time I went to Camden Yards. Uh, this year so far, though, Greg, in – 57 games played and 207 batting uh, uh, at bats. Rather, he's batting 150 with four home runs and 15 RBIs. He struck out 86 times. Yeah, no, and they can't even trade him. You know, they yeah, like they're gonna trade Machado. They can't even trade him. Um, they just have to eat his salary and and or I don't know, stick him on the bench or send him down and do what the Red Sox did, but. They got a couple thoughts people have on what to do with them. And like, none of it's like very good of only batting him against, against righties. Cause he's left-handed hitter. Uh, but they, like, they don't really have that ton- that many options. It's nuts on what they can do. Yeah. And not for nothing, but I hate Buck Showalter. So uh, I'm pumped. So hopefully Buck Showalter gets the boot, but that's just yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Maybe he'll have them wear cotton uniforms like he did in Seinfeld. Maybe that'll juice him up. <laughs> oh boy! Shout out Adam Jones though. I'm looking at their their uh, yeah he's overall team here. stats. Yeah, he's just under 300. He has 10 homers, 31 RBIs. Who knows? Maybe he gets dealt somewhere. I think he's playing to get dealt. Yeah, I mean, do it if you have to, man. Get a contract. I hear you, Jordy. Uh, what's next? What's next on the list? Yeah, so let's move over to hot to the uh, top players of the week. Uh, we're gonna start with what I think is a is a pretty easy choice, Greg. Uh, the hot player of the week, uh, I think, is pretty safely set at Mike Trout, who is looking completely ungetoutable. If that makes sense, uh, the guy, Greg. In his last eight games, he's been on base 29 out of 36 plate appearances. He's batting 11 for 15. He's been walked 10 times in seven days. He's batting 733 on base 800. His OPS is over 1600, 1615. He doesn't have any homers because he's getting walked. People are afraid of this guy. Yeah, so uh, he he only has 15 at bats. Yeah, because he's been walked. Ten times. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. I was going to ask you why. I mean, that seems ridiculous. That, yeah, the 29 out of 36, those are plate appearances. So that includes walks and all that. And that's over eight games. So not technically the last seven days. That was just a, the stat that I'm reading off of a, that's an crazy. ESPN stat blurb. No, I mean, the guy is unbelievable. And, and he always has been. And, you know, like you said, the – 733 average in the last seven days is, is real good. And the o- OPS of, of 1.61 is is pretty incredible, pretty unheard of uh, normally. That num- that normally that number around resides around 9.9 or, or 1. One extra base hit. That's all from all these fucking walks he's getting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean – I think it's like the Astros. I think that's pretty set. But do you have a, an American League guy you want to you wanna give a shout-out to? 
American League? No. Yeah. Evan Geddes from the Oh, Eloso Blanco. Yeah. Um, a guy that underrated. I mean, I always thought they should get a new catcher until the last playoffs and, and because the guy just looks like a scrub. No, I mean, you haven't seen him. He got the baggy pants, no gloves when he bats. He just looks like a scrub. Uh, weird. Yeah. Um, but he's hitting 375 with 10 RBIs, Jordy, in the last seven days. 10 RBIs yeah. last seven games. Uh, three home runs and five runs of his own, but 375, uh, my American League, Gavin Gaddis, from the hot team of the week, Houston Astros. Oh, you, know, it's, uh, you know, I like to diversify sometimes. Sometimes pick the uh, the best of the of the worst team. You know, you just pick the best of your best team. So Hey, the, hey listen, the the worst team needs some love. You're not, you're not wrong there, Jordy. Uh, we're going to uh, give me your, give me your national league uh, hot player of the week. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Trevor story. This guy's been on a tear over the last couple weeks, uh, from my cold team of the week, the Colorado Rockies. Uh, this guy though, in the last week is 10 for 30. That's a 333 uh, batting average, uh, two homers, nine ribbies, a stolen base, uh, a couple doubles to add on there. His OPS is over a thousand. Uh, I mean, he did pretty well last week against the Phillies as well. Uh, and really helped to nearly win them uh, another, an extra one of those games. And it's really been helping the Rockies stay afloat, uh, as is Ian Desmond. But Trevor Story getting it done kind of all over the place and, and really stepping up when he needs to. No, it's a great pick. Uh, great pick. Nolan Arenado is, uh, could have also gone with him. So good, good oh, yeah. there, Jordy. Uh, also having a great week. Um, but I'm going to go ahead uh, – I was going to pick a Dubal Herrera since uh, I asked you last week why he's not the MVP. I have a statement about that. Yeah, we can talk about that, obviously, now. But I'm going to go and give the New York Mets some love. Brandon Nimmo. Yeah, big Uh, week for him. Yeah, huge week for him. I feel for the Mets. Four home runs, 80 RBIs, still in base, and a 387 average for the week. Um, Couldn't tell you anything other than than his stats this week about the guy, which I think proves that uh, you're having and deserve to be the hot guy of the week because it's not a big name. And, and, you know, he certainly has gone out there and, and earned his set. He's batting first in the lineup for them, um, getting a lot of at-bats and clearly uh, taking advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, to, to kind of paint some more color on it, it's he's in his second year in the league. And uh, his 12 homers on the season – uh, he has a grand total in his career of, of 18. So 12 of his 18 career home runs have come this year. Wow. Uh, he's done pretty well. Uh, his batting average on the season is 287. Uh, he plays center field for the Mets. And I think they're, they're pretty high on him. We need Stevie G, Stevie G to uh, confirm that. He is from, though, Greg, Cheyenne, Wyoming. Oh. So shout out to Cheyenne, Wyoming. Did not know they play, they produced Major League Talent up there. I guess you know every state has – you know, professional athletes from there, but didn't I, you know, peg them for more football and hockey players than I would baseball. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you think of Wyoming, you think of Yellowstone national park. You don't even think of people. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have pegged them for any sport, but no. <laughs> um, no, I mean, that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, good to know. We have another American uh, doing well, but uh, this, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We got to get Stevie G on for a 2018 appearance. We do. We should do the uh, the mid season episode again. The the mid season megapod. Ooh, I love it. Yeah, let's uh, let's make that work. Let's move over though. Pitchers. Uh, we'll start Billy Chapel, pitcher of the week. 
Uh, so we're going to, and then we're going to go to the uh, Rick Vaughn bullpen player of the week. I'm giving the official nod, Greg. Uh, let's start though with the <laughs> Billy Chapel. Greg's laughing. We'll explain why Greg's laughing in a second. I'm going to go though, kind of building off of what you were talking about with the, you know, pitchers down in Texas that are doing really well, but I'm going to go to the other team, Texas Rangers. One of my favorite all time players, Cole Hamels had himself a week this week. He uh, pitched 13 innings. He only let up one earned run, three total runs. So two of them weren't earned. Tells you what you need to know about the Texas Rangers. Uh, 13 strikeouts. He has a whip of, 1.23 and an ERA of only 0.69. Um, you know, and even if the other three runs are, go across there, it's not too much higher than that. But Cole Hamels is a name that's been thrown around a lot. That's probably going to get shipped at the trade deadline. It's, it's basically like 2015 Philadelphia, where it's a pretty well-known thing. The Texas Rangers are just uh, waiting to, to re-add up into their farm system. So when he has those good weeks, I got to make sure to give my boy a shout out. Uh, and and let it you know let everybody know there what's going on with him. I love it. Great pick, Jordy. Great yeah. pick. Uh, I'm going with Mike Clevenger from the Cleveland Indians. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of the the lesser talked about Indians pitcher, um, but runs of the litter would be appropriate, but it's not. But it's a disrespect to Clevenger. One more time. I said because he's not Bauer or Kluber yeah. or any of the big names. I said the run to the litter would be appropriate in that sense that he's not well known to the black sheep but both of those are disrespectful to how good he is true yeah i mean you're not wrong there and uh this guy two starts this week uh 1.23 era 21 strikeouts and two starts. dominant yeah exactly dominant two wins um very good very 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 good week um uh, again one of them was versus the white Sox, but or both of them were both of them sorry were versus the white Sox, but 10, 10 Ks and 11 Ks uh, each game, respectively. So double digits in both those. Um, I mean, not for nothing, this guy's having a week. So good for him. Absolutely. Good for him. Jordy, finally, let's get to the name of the pod. Give me your bullpen pitcher of the week. Yeah, so I'm going to go with – I'm going to save it from this one guy, even though he's probably one of the better guys out of the bullpen. But I'm going to do it out of respect for you and not go with Dylan Batanzas. Uh, I'm going to go with, though, from my National League hot team of the week. Actually, no, scratch that. No, I am going to go with Dylan Batanzas because I was about to pick Adrian Minter, but his ERA sucks. Dylan Batanzas, three appearances, no runs let up, seven Ks and a walk. Uh, it's a whip, folks, and no hits. That's a whip of .33. Absolute dominance from this guy. Uh, we saw this last year. He made the all-star team, and he started. He kind of fell off from there, so he uh, – you know, it's good to see him starting to get, get back there a little bit. I know Greg has some, uh, you know, disdain towards the Yankees, but got to give him a shout out here. They're coming to Philly this upcoming week. And I'm going to see them on Monday with my dad. Uh, so that should be a fun time. I love it. I love it, Jordy. Um, hate him, but I mean, he's doing well. He's a good pitcher. He's a huge guy. And, um, you know, he certainly had a good week in a team that's that's hot right now. So I was going to go with uh, Julio Teheran, the relief pitcher from the Atlanta Braves. I love when I try to pronounce people's names, 11 Ks. But uh, I'm going to go with Detroit Tigers. They have their setup man and their save guy. Uh, Joe Jimenez would be their setup man. And Shane Green is their closer. Both four appearances this week, 
both zero earned runs combined. They're both of them individually got uh, had six strikeouts, um, four saves for one. Uh, Shane Green, their their closer, had four saves. Uh, Joe Jimenez had a save of his own, two holds, and a win. So both those guys uh, for the Detroit Tigers, sort of a bleak season, but both those guys uh, certainly uh, had a great week. Um, as mentioned, six Ks each in four appearances. Yep. No, that's a good pick. I like that a lot. Because um, how often do closers get all the the glory without giving the setup man uh, setup man any any love? No, it's a good point. It's uh, the setup man, and you know, really, just in the era of using multiple guys to carry over to the closer, uh, it still isn't getting enough en- you know enough love in in fantasy baseball. It does because the hold be- has become more and more of an important stat in leagues. But even so, I mean, some leagues, some people just completely disregard the position. Because sometimes it can be so volatile, but you know, definitely got to give some love to him. Especially because, you know, people are dedicating podcasts to the bullpen now. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> it's nice, you know. Some people are just uh, you know, nicer than others. Hey, Jordy, I just have uh, I just want to issue an apology. Okay. To you and all Phillies fans out there. Oh, man. Here uh, we go. I mentioned and had said that uh, on last week's pod that they would lose the series to the Brewers and lose the series to the Cardinals. And, and to the Rockies when they and, were getting their asses beaten 7-2 last Wednesday. And to the Rockies. Oh. Last three series in a row. And uh, boy, is my face red because they won all three series. Yep. Oh, yeah. So I'd like to apologize to the Philly fans. However, I think it's time you give – as Abdul Herrera, yep, I have a statement. I have a statement uh, issued up. Yeah, I, uh, for those that don't know, Greg has asked me multiple times who I've thought the uh, MVP of the Phillies should be, and I have not picked Abdul Herrera. Both times have been uh, probably the least opportune for me to to not or to pick him because he'd been just a little cold. But my uh, there's a lot of egg on my face, Greg, because since last week's podcast, Abdul has done nothing but tee off. Uh, like you said, you were about to pick him for your hot player of the week to give everybody an idea. He went in the last seven days, he's gone 10 for 27 uh, with four homers, all four of them coming in the last four games uh, with seven ribbies, a double uh, and he scored six runs. So, I mean, the guy gets on base and the Phillies themselves are, are starting to string that together when they're the guys in the middle of their order, get on base. Reese Hoskins is another guy. Uh, they're they're really helping to uh, bring him around. So I mean, I uh, you know egg on my face with Odubel Herrera, Reese Hoskins. Uh, I tweeted it out. I think it was on Saturday, but I think breaking your jaw should now be called the Hoskins, and people are going to do it like get Tommy John surgery because they're just going to be electric hitters when they get off the disabled list. Greg, <laughs> guy has hit guys hit four home runs since he got back from the DL. Um, yeah, and a guy who spells his name like not great, but. Uh, leading the team in, in, in OBH, which is pretty good. So on base percentage for those, uh, who don't know, but good for him. Um, really impressive. Jordy, you know what I'm more impressed by? What? They're pitching. Now a team that starting, a team that's starting, starting pitching. Sorry. Yeah. A team that sent down their closer because he was so bad. Yep. And they have Sir Anthony. Waiting in the wings, but refused to put him in save situations. They put him in the ninth inning last night. 
and he almost got it done, but he <laughs> let up a home run. <laughs> Non-safe situation though, so he only got the loss. But they refused to put him in a in a safe situation. Gabe the Babe put two. He had th- he had two guys pitch the ninth inning the other night, and granted it was a walk off win, but he had two guys try to close uh, make a save. He had two guys the- close the game out today. Yeah, absurd. It's not the first time that he does it. This isn't new. He does this all season. He loves to do the lefty righty matchup for the entire season. He loves doing it. Gabe the Babe, he's gonna find himself in a game that goes fifteen innings. And he's gonna run out of pitching because he's just an idiot. You know that he's had position players pitch right. I have three times already this season. That's absurd. I mean, I love Gabe the Babe just because he yeah. played for the Red Sox, but that's as a manager. Come on. Yeah. He said Pedro Florimon pitched two innings and good on Pedro Florimon that he's only let up two runs, uh, one of which was a, a homer. Uh, or actually, the only two runs he let up was a two run homer. Uh, the other one was Yesmuel Valentin, son of Jose Valentin. Um, but he, in his one inning, let up a homer for three runs. So his ERA, Greg, is 27. I mean, Not that's good. the least, least, least surprising news I think I've ever heard. He has a strikeout, though. Could you imagine striking out to a fucking position player that's just in there for shits and giggles, basically? <laughs> Could you imagine that? <laughs> no, I cannot. I mean, I don't, I don't think I would. I don't think I would show up. It's also it's also worth noting the guy that got called up for Hector Neris, who you were talking about, the closer that got sent down, uh, Austin Davis. He made his major league debut Wednesday afternoon, got his first major league strikeout. Uh, He only faced two batters. Uh, The Phillies today used, I believe, five different relievers, uh, four or five different relievers uh, in like two and a third, two and two thirds innings. I think it was four different relievers. I have to double check, but on the, the current, I'm currently looking at the Phillies pitching stats. They currently have Austin Davis uh, in the system as dash, dash, dash Davis. They don't have his first name. So poor Austin Davis guy makes his major league debut and ESPN's not ready. Baseball reference though. They've had all this good stuff. I love using that for my uh, recaps and whatnot. I just need, now I know where you get it, but that's good. I need Sir Anthony in the game more. Um, that's all I want. That's all I need. I didn't know you guys had uh, Mark Leiter. We talked about this in the Phillies preview. Yeah, we have Mark Leiter Jr. Hey, he'd been hurt for a while. He's starting to get a little more time, and uh, he's been okay. But he, uh, yeah, I mean, he's another guy that once he gets a little, once he gets settled a little bit, he's he's been good. He was good last year. Um, yeah, so obviously the bullpen needs some work. It's looking almost as bad as the Red Sox bullpen. Yeah. Um, can't, can't what sucks win. is that the, the nationals just went out and got Kelvin Herrera for like three dudes, like not even like top dudes. And yeah. Kelvin Herrera is a guy that helped the Royals three years ago, two, four years ago too, get to the world series and then three years ago, win it. So wow. yeah, that's tough, but it is real tough and not for nothing, but uh, you know, <laughs> You're not going to make a playoff or, or win a playoff without a closer. So No, you're not. Gabe the Babe and the GM need to figure something out quick here. Um, Jordy, outside of uh, your MVP, Abdul Herrera, and uh, broken jaw, Race Hoskins, Skins, who would you say uh, has had a great week for the field? Yeah, so great week. Um a bunch of you guys actually have had pretty good weeks. I would give some snaps if we're doing that. Uh, 
<laughs> probably to Cesar Hernandez, who's been getting on base more and more. Yeah. And we've seen him. He had a home run today, a nice little towering shot, which uh, is always a surprise when Cesar hits a homer. And he has eight on the season, which is only a, you know a couple back, uh, a four back of Odubel Herrera for the team lead. So, I mean, but Hernandez, though, is in the midst of quite the week, his last 10 games, he's gotten 11 hits, uh, brought his batting average, uh, still floating uh, from uh, still floating around 260-ish, but we're starting to see him get on base more and more. Like I said, he's scoring runs. He scored multiple runs twice. He scored one run today, two runs last night, two runs in the 10-9 win over the, the Brewers on Sunday. So, I mean, when this guy gets it going, he, like I said, the Phillies are, are starting to string things together. The bottom half of their lineup has looked great, and they've been mixing, matching a lot of guys. Part of that's due to injury. J.P. Crawford went down with a broken hand. Uh, Nick Williams, thankfully, uh, played today and, and played decently well after he got hit square on the nose off a fly ball that hit off the wall. Um, so he cleared concussion protocol. He has a broken nose and is playing through it. Not a big deal. Yeah, that but, was uh, that was gonna be my bleacher creature. Thanks for stealing it, but uh, pretty embarrassing for the guy. Yeah, well, he played two days later, which we can <laughs> use this as a bleacher creature. There's a guy that writes for the there's a beat writer for the Flyers who go basically says not for nothing, but eight years ago, Ian LaPerriere took a slap shot to the face and played the next shift and got roasted by by Philly's Twitter by Flyers Twitter, by Sixers Twitter that just doesn't like hockey. Um, <laughs> they're like, all like, please like my sport, hockey, all this stuff. And uh, so today a bunch of people, when Nick Williams played and got a base hit in his first at bat, go, that guy's hockey tough. <laughs> yeah, and not for nothing. I mean, the rhetoric of hockey players being tough is getting old. I mean, I know hockey uh, players got to do it and say it for anything. But let's at least, let's at least uh, you know, hockey is a rival – I guess, you know, basketball, right? They're, they're the rival teams, you know. There's no need to compare hockey and, and baseball, if you ask me. But George Washington Cannell, the sixth. Speaking of you being at the Phillies game uh, and it being Game of Thrones night. Yep. Were you able to try a beer or any stadium snack that's different and that you can describe to this pod? Yeah, so there were no Game of Thrones-themed food items surprisingly oh. yeah oh. i was a little bummed the iron throne was there and all that i got a cool bobblehead what a missed um, opportunity it was a missed opportunity they also though so the stands had been open but it was like the grand opening of like their boardwalk section so they redid a lot of the outfield and out in left field they kind of repopulated that they put what looked like things on the new jersey shore boardwalks the, the down the shore if you will yeah. um i didn't try anything i've had it earlier in the season so like crinkle fries, stuff like that. Uh, so if you're a big fan of boardwalk fries, uh, they have burgers, hot dogs down there. Um, they have that that just opened or officially opened up right next to Bulls Barbecue. But on the stadium sacks note, Greg, last night the Phillies did their, I don't know, do the Red Sox do this? Their announcers sit in the stands and broadcast from there. Uh, one more time, do they sit where? Like in the stands somewhere, like ESPN does this a bunch. They did this last year at Wrigley Field. They sat in center field. So, um, so the Phillies announcers did this last night. They sat. Yeah, no, that right. never happens in Fenway. It doesn't happen in Fenway? No. All right. So the, the we Phillies announcers did night. this. We sell out every night, so we don't have seats for uh, – for... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can't argue that. So anyway, the Phillies announcers sat 
right on the on the left field line. That's really uh, cool. It was really cool, and you could actually. It, I didn't couldn't formulate a tweet that that you know express or describe this enough, but you could hear like the beer announcers, and there's a couple people there or a couple beer guys that you like. They make they have a sort of like a signature way of calling beer. Like one yeah. guy goes out Stella, like from Streetcar Named Desire. Nice. Uh, so you could hear him a lot easier than you could with like just like the field mic they have up in the That's booth. Awesome. Beer. So yeah, and you could hear that. You could hear one guy like clearly he was trying to get on TV, like chirping uh, uh, Marcelo Zuna uh, out in left field. But so in the middle of the game, the light. So in the middle of the game, John Cruck <laughs> gets up from his seat, and as they're coming back from break, they cut to Greg Murphy, who basically floats around the stadium and, and does little reports there. Uh, today he actually did the play-by-play in. Uh, in substitution for Tom McCarthy, but they go, Murph, if you found John Cruck, he goes, well, he's a big guy. So I can't really you know, lose him that, that easily. Uh, and I found him right here and they, they cut to him and he's at bulls barbecue. We've talked about this before, but John Cruck getting to try all the food out in the outfield at citizens bank park had to be one of the most hilarious things he and, and Greg Lazinski, the bull are trying Turkey legs. They kept showing stills of John, of John Cruck just go, of chewing on the turkey leg, basically doing the Mike Golick eating food on the air uh, that Pardon My Take loves to do. And then at one point, they bring down donuts, and they're trying to talk about somebody is at the plate, and you just hear John Crook go, they're warm. I love donuts. But the sugar. <laughs> I mean, it was it was hard to – it was it was really funny. It's hard not to laugh at. So, I mean, that's – that has to be mentioned in the stadium snacks segment. Uh, for those that don't know, Federal Donuts, Philly Place, um, got a number of great different donut selections. They have them down at the ballpark as well. Yeah. Uh, if you are down there, they're very cheap as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. For me, for me, I mean, it's tough because it's. I guess I didn't realize it was ESPN because ESPN did do the. They were out on, uh, on top of the Green Monster one night, but. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think they got it from ESPN because they've done the Phillies guys have done it a couple times. John Crock now works for the Phillies. In case you didn't know, he's not. I, did, anymore. I did. I did not know. So that was why yeah. I was confused. Yeah, John Crock's been with the Phillies for a couple years now. Ah, well, you yeah. look at He does most home games. He does not go on the road usually. Ah, very nice, Jordy. Speaking of John Crock entering the bleacher, who give me a bleacher creature of the week? Yeah, so I mentioned it before, but obviously this past Sunday was Father's Day. And the Los Angeles Dodgers, who referred to Chase Utley as dad, celebrated Father's Day the only way they could. They got him a shirt that says best dad ever. Uh, they got him a number of healthy snacks to help him out in his old age. Uh, for those that haven't seen Chase Utley recently, he does have silver hair. For a little bit, they were calling him the silver fox, but they um, – Got him this this best dad ever shirt. A couple <laughs> players had shirts that said "I heart dad." Um, Enrique Hernandez, Kike Hernandez, as we know, uh, he has Kike there. But he put up a dedication to his dad on Twitter that included a picture with Chase. So I mean, these guys all love him. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Oh God, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I hate Chase Utley, but. But to, is, to put it on a more his that actual is hilarious, page, that no. is a hilarious joke. I mean, that's perfect. That is a hilarious joke. That's perfect. That's like, I mean, this is a guy who could be a father to some of the guys in this team, and also probably should be a manager. Uh, so his actual kids, because Chase Elliott has as a couple of youngsters, designed 
they chase said hey do you guys want to design my cleats for me so they basically took a scribble 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 and uh chase had him pr- had the cleats printed that way so he one one cleat was designed by his one kid that did blue so there's blue crayon scribbles and the tongue is red and the other one tried and the other one or and wrote i love my dad and the other one just scribbled a little bit so the other one's pretty white but yeah. on a more sentimental note his young children his two sons six-year-old benjamin and three-year-old max uh took part in a very special art project <laughs> very nice very nice uh i love it jordy i love it i love it i love it i do not have a bleach creature um although there there is a i was gonna mention the guy breaking his nose uh Nick Williams. Let's from, let's let's say the name. For, I mean, I'm not great with names. If you, I mean, I don't even I don't even remember who uh, who the who, who the pirates guy's name is. So, uh, oh, the guy that's saying the national anthem. You want to you want to get that one? Sure. Give me the give me the recap. Yeah. So I need to pull his name up. But one of the the pirates relievers uh, sang the national anthem yesterday afternoon. Uh, he his name is Stephen Brault, and he's apparently done it a number of times in the minor leagues. But he did it yesterday for the Pittsburgh Pirates, the big ball club. Uh, he's a reliever. Um, his Twitter handle, fun fact, is Squid Brault. So I don't know if he's a big Rocket yeah. Power fan or or what. Voice is pretty good, no? Well, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good pipes. Um, and not for nothing, but uh, pretty good pipes. Not for nothing. Like, do you think they were just like, oh, we can't find anyone today? Let's call this guy, or do you think it was like? designed and planned uh maybe when that uh i don't know maybe they called him up and they couldn't find anybody it's a day game so who knows uh they got got a last minute cancellation or something um i know that the i know a few other teams that have had that where they've had like a football team's had a cheerleader sing the national anthem because whoever was supposed to sing it bailed so that could have happened i love it jordy is there anything else baseball related? Because I think this is the point in the show where we normally talk about other sports, but since nothing's going on except for the World Cup, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, the only thing I can think of is the uh, you know just what's coming up in the week. We mentioned a couple different series. Uh, the Phillies going down to the Nationals, and they will be the Sunday night baseball game. Uh, so that'll that'll be important. I mean, they're a half a game apart from each other right now. Oh yeah upcoming games how could i be so uh so dumb hey you know greg that never dumb never dumb just a little forgetful <laughs> but yeah that that would be my my series obviously i have a you know big stake in that so if i had to pick another one i'd go with st louis and milwaukee just to want another one in a good nl central division but greg what would you go with for the this weekend um i mean it's hard not to go against boston seattle uh two teams really hot right now um but uh you know phillies nationals obviously um however i'm gonna go with the milwaukee brewers and st louis cub or st louis cardinals i like it um you know a couple teams that uh need to win uh in order to you know maintain uh their position their their One's tied for first and central. One's four games back. So the Cardinals being the four games back, they need to to win. Obviously, and the Brewers uh, want to distance themselves, if not stay the same amount of games ahead. So uh, big series for for those two teams this weekend. 
No, I like it. And I'm going to let you pick first for uh, the early for the next week's middle of the week games because you expanded on the one that I had just picked. So I feel bad stealing it from you. So I don't want to do that again. Which one uh, was one was that? I'd picked uh, Milwaukee and St. Louis. But that's OK. Hey, Jordy. <laughs> I, I was it's OK. You'll edit this, this out. No, yeah. we got to keep it in. It's too funny. I was so I was so busy focused on trying to find a matchup. And I didn't want to say the Red Sox Seattle. I mean, it's an important series, Red Sox Seattle. It's super important. I'm what have you, we didn't even talk about the Red Sox. What what's been going on with them? Tell me a little bit more about uh you know, aside from Jackie Bradley Jr. sucking. Uh, where do I begin? Yeah. Uh my matchup for next week is obviously the Yankees and Phillies. Go Phils. Um real quick. Are you going to go? And, and we talked about this, your dad and you going. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to Monday. I'm going to try to go Tuesday because that's supposed to be uh, Jake Arrieta versus um, Luis Severino. So that should be fun. Yeah. Um, so um, keep keep an eye out for that. I'm going to – I'm just going to quickly pick. I'm going to go with uh, the Cubs and the Dodgers for next week uh, out in, out in uh, L.A. So that should be – should be a uh, pretty important. It could be a playoff potential series, depending on how LA continues to rebound. But important there. But yeah, let's uh let's rewind and have Greg talk about the Red Sox a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean, what can I mean? Mookie Betts, JD Martinez, uh, easily top two for MVP of the year. Um, not only for the Red Sox, but for all of Major League Baseball. Um, you know the. What can be said about those two guys in their season? They're having Mookie Betts um, hitting hitting three thirty six with uh, eighteen or eighteen home runs. Um, JD Martinez hitting three seventeen with twenty two home runs. Um, you know it's absurd numbers these guys are putting up. Fifty five RBIs for JD Martinez, but um, you know those two are hitting well. The problem, the big problem with the Red Sox. Um, you know, they got rid of Hanley Ramirez at the wrong time because a bunch of people got hurt. And, um, you know, you got you got uh, Dustin Pedroia sort of coming back from injury and, and still sort of uh, trying to figure that whole thing out. So um, there's that. But honestly, it's their bullpen, Jordy. Their bullpen's their weak part, just like the Phillies. That You know, it looked like they had it figured out there for a while um, with uh, Joe Kelly and, and Matt Barnes sort of being the 7-8 guys. But – um, Matt Barnes really has not pitched well recently. And, and, uh, you know, we talked about, a, <clears throat> we talked about Joe Kelly, uh, is really there when the bases are loaded, he comes in and saves the day guy now. <laughs> yeah. 14 um, holds on the year. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, he's, he's really doing really well. And obviously, um, they have Craig Grim, Craig Kimbrell, 22 saves, uh, not a big deal, but, um, you know, it's just one of those things where, <sighs> I mean, Stephen Wright, their knuckleballer, has come in uh, from whatever he had going on off-season issues before the season, but uh, really, really done well for them and sort of kicked Drew Pomerantz out of that uh, out of that fifth starter spot. Um, so we'll see where that goes moving forward, but their bullpen is definitely the the big one they need to focus on. Uh, Hector Velasquez has been brutal, and yet uh, Alex Cora keeps going back to him for whatever reason. Um, makes no sense to anybody, but what can you do? So, Jordy, if you have any bullpen guys you want to hand over, like Sir Anthony, 
uh, let me know. Yeah, I think I'm good with him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I still think it's nuts. Chris Sale's whip is still under one. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, he's under one, but uh, you know, he only has six wins and four losses, so he's not getting any run support, which is pretty typical for his career, I would say. Um, that was the White Sox. Yeah, yeah, but still, I mean, you know, Pedro and, and kind of went through this a little bit too. Is sort of he, you know, he gets no run. He got no run support, and uh, you look at a guy like Rick Porcello, who's got eight wins, and and Eduardo Nunez, both ERAs above three point five, and both of them uh, getting the wins in the run sports. So nine wins price as well. Yeah, not, yeah, exactly. Nine. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. So, um, one of those things where the Red Sox need to not stop taking Chris Hill, uh, for granted, if you will. Yeah. I don't know. It's understandable. I mean, um, no, but I'm glad you, you informed me a little bit and I obviously, uh, you know, they're right. We're, they're right in the mix. So they're, they're still in a good spot, and they're bullpen. Oh, yeah, I mean, they have, the best, they, have the mo- they have the most wins in baseball. They're, they're the best team in baseball. Tied um, for the most wins in baseball. Let's uh, let's give the Astros credit like we did at the start of the show. Oh, sorry. Do they have the most wins in baseball? They're tied for it. Oh, sorry. Do they, they have the share most- the most wins in baseball? But do they have the most wins in baseball? Uh, they they are at. If you looked at the numbers, it would be the highest. But another team also has it. Well, they have they have the most wins in baseball. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. There. That's what. I was, that's all I was looking for. All right. I was just wondering if they had the Phillies. Games. You still got to play the Phillies, so we'll see. And their shitty ass bullpen. That's true. That's yeah. true. It could be good. Twice. Two, you got to play them twice. Two shitty bullpens could yeah. be good. Could you imagine that? Just a complete extra innings barn burner. Imagine if it was like zero zero, and then all of a sudden the eighth inning comes around and, and it becomes ten ten. Like that. It just they score like four run increments. Scores like twenty twenty in like the fourteenth inning. Uh, I mean, put asses in the seat. Yeah, oh, I mean, you want to save baseball? Let the games go as long as you want, but as many run. There's a runs minimum. Ooh, nice. Yeah, for wacky rules. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I think uh, you, you know, we talked about the end of the. The, the Stanley Cup and all that and the NBA Finals last week. The World Cup's been going on. I, I've been watching a little bit of it. It's been fun. Um, fun to watch. I don't really know a ton, so it's kind of – I'm just watching and just to watch. Uh, well, you know, from expanding, my, you're expanding your sports knowledge, so – I am. From my understanding, the, uh, the Group H has been under a number of upsets. We've seen Senegal, who won yesterday – um, and I'm pulling it up now. Senegal and Japan are tied for the lead in their division in their uh, in their group, not division, uh, over Colombia, who I just remember from four years ago because of Sofia Vergara just being complete soccer hooligan. Uh, and Poland, who I understand is good because they're from Europe. Uh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Group H, wild shit. Russia, who we were talking about offline, the worst ranked team in the world coming into the tournament, but hosting and is somehow has scored the most goals and has the best goal differential. So and they're moving on. They've officially they've officially moved on because they're officially moved on because Uruguay won today. So you know, go go. Uh, I'm not saying go Russia, but uh, yeah. Cr- whoa, whoa, Christina. whoa, Jordy, you just said it. People are going to take that clip and yeah. Uh oh, uh oh. You might have to bleep it out. They're gonna think I, that I'm rooting for the Dragos in Creed too. You might have to, you might have to bleep it out when, when you do the uh-oh. whole editing thing. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh boy. Uh oh. Jordy. 
Uh oh, maybe uh, I'm maybe I'm a sleeper cell like in the Americans. But yeah, and then Cristiano Ronaldo has four goals, so good on him. Yeah, I mean Cristiano has to be the story uh, of of the tournament so far. Uh, he grew a little goatee. If you haven't seen the Jimmy, Fa- no, Jimmy Fallon, the Jimmy Fallon goatee video. No, I haven't. The goat, the goats in the boat. The goats in the boat. Goats in a boat. Uh, it's hilarious. Mm. Uh, maybe play the song at the end of the pod as a going out music. But uh, Jordy, it's it's really funny. But yeah, Cristiano Grillo goatee. He and uh, he, was, he said he was messing around with one of his teammates in the 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 steam or the shower room, whatever it was, sauna room maybe or the or the the hot tub or something. And he was Did shaving. He throw someone's cell phone in there. What'd you say? Did he throw someone's cell phone in there? Remember when he did that to the reporter? No, but he was he was a teammate, and they were he was shaving, and the teammate said, "Oh, keep the goatee." And Cristiano said, "If I score a goal tomorrow, I'll keep the goatee." And he scored three, so he uh, now he has four. So keeping the goat, oh, I guess. All right, all keep right. But uh, yeah, I mean, so in four years, if knock on wood, the U.S. makes the World Cup, Jordy, you will be our expert, and I'm so pumped because the bullpen par- cart pod will be so big at that point that. Uh, in four years, like you may have a soccer expert on here. Maybe, maybe that's uh, that might be where we'll be able to go. Um, do you expect just quickly, quickly changing gears before we wrap things up? NHL awards tonight. By the time people are listening to this, they're going to be handed out. Are there going to be any any uh, upsets or anything that we weren't expecting? Uh, yeah, Bergeron should definitely win the Selkie, but he won't. Um, who's the other? It's it's Bergeron, what, and Kopitar and Couturier, and Co- yeah, Kopitar's gonna get it. Yeah, yeah. everyone thinks Kopitar's gonna get it, but yeah. it should be Bergeron. Um, obviously, for no bias, that's 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 no bias, that's thinking strictly with uh, my head there. Yeah, that um, <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, th- I hope Taylor Hall wins the MVP, uh, outside shot, but. He certainly played well enough and has the numbers too. So hopefully Taylor Hall wins the MVP. Is it only because New Jersey made the playoffs or if they had missed the playoffs, would he get it? Would you hope he gets it? If Mike Trout proves anything, you can be on a shitbag team and win the MVP. (laughs) I'm glad you said that because I'm trying (laughs) to catch you. (laughs) Well, I think that's going to do it for us, Greg. Uh, Another great week in the books. Thank you so much for coming on. Jordy, uh, if the Washington Capitals coach, now a free agent, does not win coach of the year. Uh, oh, it's got to be the Vegas coach, right? Oh, yeah, fair. Yeah. Fair. All right. You got it. All yeah. right, Jordy. Great, great, uh, great pod. Early pod. Love it. Um, to say you and I are studs is an understatement. Uh, very, very large <laughs> understatement. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm excited to see your golf game. Uh uh, I got the dates of the next uh, bullpen cart uh, or bull. Yeah, Thunder Cup two. Thunder, Thunder Cup two is the MVP of last year's Thunder Cup. Uh, you got you to gotta defend your title. Yeah, hopefully I uh, get drafted a little earlier this year. But uh, you know, you kind of failed the team last year, but uh, I was there to pick us up. And this year, it's true. Uh, this year, you're gonna you're gonna carry me because I am not looking great. I just want to say, Jordy, for the Thunder. That's all right. Yeah, that's all right. But we'll try. We'll talk about that more as we get closer to it. For the Thunder Cup last year, Jordy, you and I, when we played together, you played. You played really well. I did. I did play very well. Okay. I. Uh, I think I of the holes we won. I think I won more than half of them. You just oh. had the more electric wins with your two um, birdies. I think. I think you won 
way more than that. <laughs> I think All right. That's, that's but... neither here nor there because that was last September. But, Greg, I, I think that's going to do it for us, man. Thank you so much. Let's uh, let's do it again. Let's get the Stevie G pod in the works. Go Sox. Go Phils. Go Sox. And as always, go check us out on Twitter, ThunderBLG, Thunderbug Sports, and ThunderbugSports.com for all oh, the blogs. <clears throat> do we have any questions? We do not. I did not get Maddie D's questions submitted in. Uh, I told him we were going in at four. So everybody boo, Matt. Boo. boo.